0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يوم ان تحل به قد المكاره ويوم ان به حد الشدائد ويوم من يلتمس منه المخرج الى روح الفرد Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alhamdulillah, Hir Rabbil Alameen, Wassalatu As-Salam ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala al-Tahirin. Assalamu alaikum, Rahmatullah, and welcome to this podcast series of a commentary on Sahifa Sajadiyya by Mizan Institute. Hamdan yartafir o minna ila ala al-Nigin a fi kitabin markom, Yashhaduhul mokarraboon, Hamdan takarru bihi o yununa i da baraka til absar, Watabiadu bihi wujuhuna i da swadda til abshar. Continuing with that praise that Imam Sajjad was giving of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he praised Allah for certain things, and then he moved on to say that this praise that I'm doing of you, O Allah, I want it to be such and such. And a whole list of things that this hamd is going to yield were given to us by the Imam. And the list continues. Not only is this hamd going to benefit us in this life, in the barzakh, in the hereafter, is going to be light for us there, etc. It's going to take us to the highest levels in the hereafter. <laughs> Hamdan yartafi'u minna ila a'la illyin. The comes from the root of ulu, which means highness, to be somewhere high. Okay? Alliyyin is the plural of aliy. And so there are some opinions here on how you know, we're supposed to understand this term because we have this term used in the Qur'an as well. And I would say the the best way I can say it is to just translate it as the highest of the high. عِلِّيِّين is the highest of the high. Now, the Imam adds another highest to this. He says, ila a'la عِلِّيِّينَ That means there are the highest of the high out there already. I want to be the highest out of the highest of the high. How through this praise of mine that I'm doing of Allah, which this shows us the potential of the praise of Allah. Now I'll get to some details of what I mean by this later, inshallah. But for now, it's saying the Imam is saying that He this praise of His is gonna take him up to the highest levels of the highest of the high. So this first line of this excerpt that we're going through right now is actually inspired from uh, verses of the Quran in Surah al-Mutaffifin, verses 18 to 21. There it says, "Kalla inna kitab al-abrari lafi wama adraka kitabun yashhaduhu which means, "No, indeed, the record of the pious is indeed in Aliyun. And what will show you what is aliyun? It is a written record witnessed by those brought near to Allah. That's what the translation is saying here. So as you can see, the same words that are in these verses the Imam has brought in this part of the dua. He's saying that this praise is going to take me this high. This praise is fi kitabin marqum. It is inscribed in a book al-muqarrabun. This book is is seen and witnessed and accessed by the Muqarrabun, Those are those who are very close to Allah and have been taken close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now one thing that these verses they have that the dua doesn't bring up is wa ma ma that O Prophet, what do you know what this awliyun is or what this rank is or whatever whoever these awliyun are, who they are, however you interpret it. And this is to illustrate how great how significant and how high a rank or an individual or individuals these are, the aliyun The verse of the Qur'an sometimes verses of the Qur'an sometimes will keep something vague and not even try to describe them to us. And by doing that, they let us know how great that matter is just by keeping it vague. So here it says, ma ma In the Qur'an, verse 19 of Surah says, O Prophet, what do you know? What the aliyun are, or what the aliyun is, you don't know, you don't even know, and we're not even going to try to explain. This shows us that it's very high. So, now here, Imam Sajjad, (laughs) this is what he's getting out of this Hamd. He is going that high with this praise of Allah, and as I said, this shows us how much of a potential Hamd has for us, praise of Allah has for us. But there are some details that we'll get to later in this regard. It's important that this hamd, there are some stipulations for it to have that potential uh, of taking us this high and elevating us. Alright, so this kitabun marqum that this hamd is going to be written in, there are some different understandings of what that can mean. Uh, Some have said that kitabun marqum that the Quran brings up, that the imam is also echoing here, and repeating here in his dua, this Kitabun marqum this book of inscription, this inscribed book is referring to the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We do have in other parts of our literature, in the Qur'an, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's knowledge might be referred to as something that has inscription on it, like a tablet, a lawah as they say. Sometimes it might be a scroll, referred to as a scroll, and so on. So, Sometimes something that is written on is used to refer to Allah's knowledge. Some here though have said, no, kitab might mean those book of deeds that we have. And in that book of deeds, what is inscribed in it? This praise of ours. And this book is going to be at a very high level that only those close to Allah have access to it. In any case, and whatever the interpretation is, what we can get out of all of this is that this praise not only is helping us in this life, in the barzakh, in the hereafter, and giving us nur, as previous excerpts pointed out, but also taking up us, taking us up this high uh, in the hereafter. Hamdan ida barikatil absar. This hamd is going to be a means of our eyes settling and being in tranquility and calmness, having qarar. Let's say. When the the eyes of others are baffled, dazzled, or as some might even say, they are fixed with terror. We've all noticed in movies, cartoons, whatever, when something crazy is happening and others are watching on, if that thing that's taking place is very great and big and magnificent, the eyes are locked as if. The person's body might be trembling a little bit, but the eyes are locked, not moving. This usually will denote uh, that someone is in terror or fear or something is very magnificent and they're staring at it. But if someone's scared, that is what you will usually see, that their eyes aren't moving left and right too much. As a matter of fact, they are uh, stuck and as if they're dazzled in a a negative way, of course. Now here the imam is saying, this praise of mine is going to cause my eyes to... Be relaxed, be calm when others' eyes are very anxious, and as if are fixed with terror. Now, this part of the du'a once again is taking inspiration from the Quran. This bariqatil absar that the Imam says in this part of the du'a is similar to the verse uh, Surah Qiyamah, verse uh, seven, where it says faida basar. It's talking about uh, the hereafter, day of judgment where people's eyes are fixed with terror. فَإِذَا بَرِقَ الْبَصَرِ الْقَمَرِ وَجُمِعَ الشَّمْسُ وَالْقَمَرِ When the eyes are dazzled and the moon is eclipsed and the sun and the moon are brought together. So these are describing the Day of Judgment. وَتَبْيَضُ بِهِ وُجُوهُنَا إِذَا This hamd is going to also be a means of me, my face turning white and luminous, on the day when people's faces or here it says Abshar, which can means which can mean people's skin or cheeks, when those turn dark. Now this also is taking inspiration from the Quran, where it says wa on the day when some faces will be lit up and white, while others are dark. Now there are different interpretations that one can have for this part that people's faces are going to be white versus dark luminous versus dark this darkness some might believe is a metaphor is a metaphor it's saying that look people are so humiliated in that moment people are so guilty and feeling so guilty when they are exposed on that day of judgment they cast their faces down as if there's a darkness that is covering their faces, or they they might not even have to cast their faces down, but rather the guilt and humiliation, it's as if it's casting a dark shadow on their faces. Just looking at their faces, you get the feeling that they are very dark faces. Some might say that's not metaphorical actually. No, literally, their faces are turning dark. Why? Because the bad deeds that they did in this life translate to darkness of the face on the Day of Judgment. Or no, it's not even that. It's not embodiment of our actions. No, no. Some might say that it's the burning fire that has turned their faces black. Whatever it is, whatever it is, it's not something good. So the imam is saying that day, where the skins, the cheeks, are going to turn dark. This praise of mine is going to be a means of my face being luminous. We have another verse of the Quran also that uh, speaks like this about you know faces. Uh, turning dark, or being overcast by darkness. كَأَنَّمَا أُغْشِيَتْ وُجُوهُهُمْ قِطَعًا مِنَ الليل مظلمة. It's as if their faces were covered with dark patches of the night on that day. So all of this is coming from and is taking inspiration from the Qur'an. Whether it's the أَعْلَى عَلِيِّينَ كِتَابٌ مَرْقُومٌ يَشَدُهُ الْمَقَرَّبُونَ بَرِغَةِ الْأَبْصَارِ تَبْيَضُ Wujuhuna, وُجُوهُنَا al-Abshar all of these are actually just a slight different variation of what the Quran says, but it's obviously taking inspiration from the Holy Quran. <laughs> this praise is going to be a praise that is going to free me from the painful fire of Allah subhanahu Wa and take me from there from such a low level. To Kareemi Jiwarillah. It's going to take me to and enter me into God's generous now here it says uh, in the translation neighborhood. Jiwar, a jar is a neighbor. And so it's as if you are in the proximity of Allah because you're in the proximity of Allah that will bring about nobility and dignity for you. Greatness for you. And so I can either be in the painful fire of allah or i can be next to allah himself and have nobility because i am next to him he's saying this praise is going to take me from that to this is going to repel me from or repel from me the harsh punishment and is going to put me next to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and i will be honored and honorable there as a, as as a guest as if in his companionship next to him as a neighbor of him as I read this, brothers and sisters, I'm just like, I'm surprised that a praise of Allah has the power to get us this high. It's going to take me so high that it's going to put me next to the to the close angels of Allah, those who are close to Him, those special angels of Allah and next to his prophets and messengers that he sent. That's how high this hamd is going to take me. Like The imam could have just said this, and all of the stuff that we heard previously from him regarding this praise would have come with it. When you're up there next to the closest chosen angels of Allah, those messengers of Allah, it's like it's as if you're rubbing shoulders with them, you're as if up to par with them, that in it encompasses all the other things that have been said so far. في دار المقامة التي لا تزول كرامته التي in that abode of eternity that never perishes, never ceases to exist so we're next to the angels, we're next to the prophets of God in a home and an abode that never ceases to exist and we are in a place of nobility and honor That never changes. If we are being taken care of, we're being honored, it's not like that's going to ever change. It will be perpetual and never-ending. That is so beautiful. And so all of this a result of just Alhamdulillah, praise of Allah, praise is due to Allah. What's going on here? Well, before I share uh, what I think and uh, what the explanation for this is, because all of us are saying Alhamdulillah, we say it five times a day at least um, in our prayers, so before I share what I what I think is meant here, and scholar other scholars have said this, um, I want to share a hadith with you first, or a story uh, regarding Imam As-Sadiq alayhi salam. It's been narrated that he he had something in mind that he wanted fulfilled. He had a wish, and uh, he made it clear and kind of announced that if this, if what I if what I want, is fulfilled by Allah, then I will. I will thank Allah the way he deserves to be thanked. After a while it says uh, what he wanted was fulfilled. And so what he did was, He. now everyone think about it, everyone's heard the imam say that he's going to thank Allah the way he deserves to be thanked. And so everyone's probably waiting now to see how the imam is going to do this. How is he going to praise and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way Allah deserves to be praised and thanks and thanked? What does the imam say? Well the narration says that he said Alhamdulillah <laughs> That's all he said So here we are thinking that The Imam's going to say some Magical formula that we've never heard before He says Alhamdulillah That's all he says Now the person who's narrating It says here He says that he asked the imam He says You, uh, you had pledged that you're going to do a special hamd A very specific one That will that will do justice to Allah. And so what happened? You just did something normal that we all already knew and had heard of before. So the imam says, didn't you hear? I said, Alhamdulillah. In other words, what kind of question is this? This Alhamdulillah is doing justice to the shukr and thanks and praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so this brings me to the point that I want to discuss a little bit here before we end. And that is that we're going through this list of the great things that come about as a result of the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There was a whole list that this uh, praise of Allah is going to help us in this life. We're going to be of those who pr- are praisers of Allah. who help, It helps us fall ahead of those who are competing in that race in the dunya of, of, of righteous, uh, towards righteousness and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, So all of this is in the dunya. In the barzakh. It's going to help us, the Imam said. In the, qiy- the Qiyamah, in the hereafter, it's going to be a light for us. It's going to light everything up for us. And then it's going to take us to A'la Aliyeen. All these different things that were listed, the imams t- that the Imam disclosed to us, okay, all of this is the result of Alhamdulillah. The question is, is that all it is? It's just a verbalization of the praise of Allah, or is there more to this? Well, brothers and sisters, as others have also mentioned and pointed out, And as is the case that comes to mind, that this can't be a normal praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is going to be a praise that brings about our action and us living up to the expectation that comes with the praise of Allah. If all praise and thanks is due to Allah, what does that mean practically for us? Well, practically it means that we are going to be as obedient as we can towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If all praise and all thanks belongs to Him, everything I have from my existence onwards belongs to Him and is a result of His grace and mercy, then He is the one who deserves all praise. He's the one who deserves all thankfulness. That means that it's going to go beyond just the tongue and one acknowledging verbally that all praise belongs to Him. My life has to be a manifestation of His praise, of thankfulness towards Him. It just doesn't make sense. For me to say yes, all thanks is due to Allah. But then I go against everything He has asked me. Using the same bounties and blessings He's given me in this life to go against Him and disobey Him. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. It's not common sense. No. Thankfulness to Allah and praise to Allah. If I say all praise is due to Him, the manifestation of that in my actions is that I'm going to to be all obedience towards Him. In and out. Everything about me is going to be obedience towards him now of course we're not infallible we make mistakes and all of that well we get back up we repent to him and we try our best to continue on his path now if a person is able to do that and live a life of hamd of Allah what happens in return is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will start putting light a special light in their heart by which they have a better ma'rifah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a better and even deeper understanding of Allah that they had before. This is the result of a light that Allah puts and casts into our hearts. This is not knowledge you can pick up from the books. As that famous hadith says, Al-ilmu nurun Allahu fi qalbi man yasha'. Allah, and knowledge is not something in the books necessarily, it is rather a light, the hadith says, that Allah casts in the hearts of those whom He wills. Well, who does He wish it for? Who does He will it for? He wills it for those who have what it takes to carry this light. If I have closed all the doors to my heart, how is that light going to get in? I have to have opened those doors in my heart. How do I do that? Well, living a practical life of praise and thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's very simple. And so here when the imam is saying, I am praising Allah, a praise that is going to do this for me, is going to do that for me all those good things in this life the barzakh the hereafter for me what you can be sure about is that this is a hamd accompanied with action accompanied with ma'rifatullah and the flip side also holds there's a famous story in usul al-kafi where a person was doing worship and an angel asks allah oh allah show me the the reward that is awaiting this individual that is worshipping you such a beautiful worship And Allah shows the angel um, the reward that he has reserved for this individual. And the angel is kind of taken aback and surprised and says, Is that all? This person is worshipping so much. Just look at the worship of this person. It looks so great. Why is the reward not so great? Well, Allah tells this angel will go and sit with him for a while and spend some time with him and then you'll see what's going on. And so the angel goes and long story short, brothers and sisters, this angel after spending some time with with this individual finds out and understands that this person, their worship was worship, yes. But it was worship of who? It was worship of a God that is a very low God. This person's understanding of God was so flawed. His ma'rifah of God was so weak. As a result, the worship of Allah, of that God or that understanding of God is going to be a weak one as well. And so the reward of such a worship is going to be insignificant as well. In other words, sometimes the worship of Allah, the praise of Allah is going to be a weak one, an insignificant one as a result of the low marifah that a person has. no matter how much the quantity of that worship, but the quality is going to be, is going to be low because the marifah of God is low. And on the flip side, Sometimes all it takes is for Imam Sadiq a.s. to say one Alhamdulillah. And he says, this has done justice to the praise of Allah. This is a good praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? The quantity doesn't seem too much. Just like how the narrator of that hadith or that story was also surprised. He says, all you said was Alhamdulillah. Yes, the quantity might not be there. Right? But what matters is the quality of it because of the quality of the ma'rifah. Yes. So Imam Sajjad alayhi salam here. To wrap up, I want to say that he has a ma'rifah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so as a result of that, when he says, all praise is due to you, O Allah, for this and that that you've done for me, he continues by saying, this hamd is going to get me this, is going to get me that, is going to do this for me, is going to do that, do that for me. What does that mean for us, brothers and sisters? What does that mean for you and I? Well, it means that for us, we have to understand that the praise of Allah has such a potential and it is something to work towards. Allah has given us this long life so that eventually we can reach a point where at least one of the praises that we do of Allah is a proper one. That requires a lifetime of servitude towards Allah, of course, a lifetime of seeking knowledge and ma'rifah of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, so that when the right time comes, we say the, the perfect alhamdulillah. Well, I don't want to say perfect, but inshallah, the best version and form of praise that we can. So as a result of it, we can get at least some of these blessings that come about as a result of a very good hamd and praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is something to do dua for. And that is something to wish for. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Wassalamu warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.